We're in a matrix. We're in a matrix. We're in a matrix. Yep. Let's do this. Yeah, man. Welcome aboard, everybody. No doubt about it. Switch on over here. Once again, Portals and Stargates. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. Let's go. Uh, on the opening screen here, let me check this out and show you. For those of you, this is the definition straight up that she gave me. So I slammed it onto the broadcast. A portal in dictionary definition is a door. We're in a gate or an entrance, but what is the portal in the secret space program? Or in deep underground military bases and, well, other places. Meaning, like, you know, the doors to nowhere or, like, you know, you see in the movie Stargate up this, these gates in the middle of the desert. Well, we're going to talk about all that shit. She's like, why are they located and where are they located? How are they used? What's the difference between a portal and a Stargate? Well, we'll find that out, too. Can they be used for time travel or time parallel universes? Meaning time slips, time jumps, and possibly alternative, alternative timelines. Miss Elima Yasmin, thank you for being with me once again, my dears. I appreciate you so very much for being with me. These guys know who you are. Say hello. Oh, hi, everyone. I'm delighted to be back. It only took, what, four months? Something like that. But I needed to talk to you. We, we needed to talk. How long How long has it been? Do you know? Well, the last time I was here was March. Was it March? Yeah. Well, that wasn't too bad. Wasn't too bad. I didn't, we didn't get to, at least I didn't get to pick your brain truly, truly about, uh, nor, nor did I share any images, I don't think. You actually gave me some images for tonight, right? And I'm, and we're going to share, we're going to share them images with everybody and let them see what, what's what, um, and you can go over what each thing is, what the definition is. Uh, or what the you know what what the description is why it is where why it is where it is and what it was used for as well as you I, I if you don't mind I would love for you to get into um the Atlantis um what do you call it the uh, school the Atlantean school of knowledge or whatever down in Antarctica if you can do that if you're allowed to do that are you allowed to do yeah. that yeah I can do that okay I don't even know where to start, Alima. Other than let me let me ask you this: Who who is Alima Yesman, and how did you get involved in 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 all of these knowing about learning about these portals, these gateways, these time slips? How did you get to where you're at now, and who and who the hell are you? <laughs> well, my first experience of all this advanced technology. Is because around 13,000 years ago in a past life, I lived on Atlantis for 300 years at the Temple of Hera. So, yeah, that's like the beginning of my journey. And regarding what I'm doing now is because also in a past life, I was Reinhard Heydrich. 
uh, who was like a leading figure in the Third Reich. So, you know, uh, in, in this life, you know, um, I was still very much interested in the Second World War. You know, not that I think that war is good, you know, and I still don't because, you know, I'm a peaceful person. But, you know, I was still very much interested in the technologies that we had, you know, during World War Two. you know, including the Hanabu UFOs and Die Glocke. So, you know, we were interested in time travel then. So, you know, in 2019, you know, I asked if I could be involved you know, in the, in the new German program. And luckily I was accepted because of, you know, who I used to be, even though I wasn't working on that at the time. And, you know, because I've proven that I've got good leadership skills. So I've been doing that ever since. You know, in addition to also being president of the Galactic Federation Council um, <clears throat> political side and a member of the Galactic Federation Council of Light. I'm going to hit the brakes. Back up. Did you really just say the Galactic Federation of Light? Yes. And yeah, because you, you know they talk about the 144,000 and like Christians think it's to do with the rapture. Well, you know, we believe that it's the 144,000 star seeds who at the end of the, uh, the world uh, will help mankind, you know, like leave the planet to go to uh, a new earth called New Jerusalem. Now, but that's Bible terminology, Lima. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, but the Bible will say that those people are those who are like Christian or born again Christian. And basically, everyone who isn't doesn't stand a chance. But that's not our definition of the 144,000. And, so you know, and the star seeds are still, you know. Uh, helping mankind now transcend from the 3D existence to 5D. But the thing is, uh, Earth actually already transcended to 4D in December of uh, you know 2012. <clears throat> Alima, let me let me ask you a question. The Going going back to the hundred forty four thousand star seeds, right? Yeah. I don't necessarily now believe the biblical terminology. I buy it as um, I buy it as good stories and propaganda or or just whatnot as a conformity control mechanism for humanity. That's the way I see it. So does that mean that that does that mean that I'm not going to your all's New Jerusalem? Well, it's not for me to judge who's going to make it and who isn't. What's it got? What is it based on? Let me ask you that. What do you base the judgment on? What would you What would you say to that? 
Well, people who are regarded as being advanced enough to live on a new world and not make it like the Earth is now. You know, people who aren't going to start wars or people who aren't going to commit, you know, serious crimes, you know, like murder, rape, assaults, theft. Okay, so you're talking about higher vibral higher vibratory judgment that's what we're talking about at the moment right yes. so your your yes. vibratorial rate your morals your your internal heart moral compass will be the judge whether you do go or you don't go so yes, if you got that's if you, right, right? So, ethics all right we're good matrix breakers we're good all right hola mr morgan says frequency alexa jameson says um, let me ask you this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I want to go to an image here. I want to go to an image here. If I can find it, um, go to studio mode here and see if I can't find. It. There we go. So I'm gonna go over here. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna share this image, and I, I want you to explain to everybody what exactly we're looking at. Is this a good place to start? Or yes. Will you tell me. Look at, look at where I'm at. Look at, look at these pictures, and you tell me what is a good place to start right now. Because well, we start with the uh, the first one. This one here. Yeah, that one. Yes. Since right. you showed that one first, that let's start with that one. Yeah. What we're looking at here is a deactivated stargate in Antarctica, and it's located at Antarctica Base Two Eleven. Uh, and the reason why it's still there, even though it's um, deactivated, is because um, we're, we're using it as a door. So as you, you know, you can see that in inside the you know the triangle, you can see already in the picture that, that there's a, a, a <coughs> corridor there. So if someone walks through that corridor uh, they can um, actually get inside the base so it leads to the library and the meditation hall Elima, is this is this a roundabout now you don't have to we don't have to give complete disclosed location of where the school is but no is this no. around around about where we're around the same location as the school no, it isn't. Uh, and to eleven, you know where that triangular deactivated stargate is, is uh, New Schwabenland, which is under Queen Maudland. See, Queen Maudland is, um, is actually belonging to Norway. So we've actually got, of course, you know, a friendly agreement with them. So you know, uh, we'll leave them alone. And they leave us alone, but we, you know, we will actually have to, uh, you know, use, you know, part of their land to get to our locations. Now, um, the University of Atlantis South Pole is literally at the South Pole. You know, there's a, a really is an actual pole there and a sign saying, you know, like this is the South Pole. Right. Yeah, I mean, I've given I've given you some images myself. <laughs> I remember. I remember. I remember. Uh, you know, we were trying to find 
we were trying you were we were trying to find a beacon and and I remember showing you showing you what I know about Antarctica. I mean I I I research via Google Earth and and other methodology of like, you know, sec SOCOM satellite imagery to to go all over the planet. So yeah. Let's talk a little bit if you don't mind about the Admiral Byrd story. Going back to because again, you show you we showed the base and we showed the, the gate. We showed the door. Is 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 this around about? Because I don't know. I'm asking you. Is this around about the same type of gate that Admiral Byrd went through whenever he went on his South Pole expedition? Or what the hell did what do what is what did Admiral Byrd run into down there during that expedition, Alima? Well, the thing is that there's a um, an entrance to Agatha actually uh, well there's lots of entrances but the ones that uh, Admiral Byrd's experience was the ones at the North Pole and the South Pole but that isn't actually the same as a portal yeah that is like literally a, a uh, an entrance you know like in those books and movies like Jules Verne or HG Wells where you get some uh, explorers and, and they find a cave on Earth and then they go to the cave and then they find themselves in inner Earth like where there's dinosaurs. You know, so it's more like that. that that's what I'm looking at right now. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, what you're looking at is actually one of the entrances to Antarctica Base 211. But uh, Antarctica Base 211 is not actually in Agatha. It's, uh, well, basically, you could say that Agatha is the garden of the base. So Agatha is actually next to the base. Mm. So who, who maintains, okay, who maintains this base? If you don't mind me asking, who maintains the base? And who protects the gate? Uh, well, the staff do. You know, just like a any other base uh, on Earth or under Earth. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna run into kind of conflictual military that protecting this door. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I'll say. Uh, you know, the, uh, the we've got military people stopping outsiders from getting in. But as in maintaining the base on the inside, you know, just like in an office, you know, you've got cleaners, you've got catering staff. <clears throat> really interesting question that Tammy Bonham dropped in the chat. Did you see this? Right here. Right here. Agartha is not... Agartha, I think she's got this listed as a statement. But let me ask you this as a question, okay? Is Agartha the equivalent to the Garden of Eden of the Bible? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, you know, because there is a belief that Adam and Eve were in Agatha, and when they got evicted, you know, from the garden, that they were evicted to uh, the surface of Earth. All right, so wait, 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 wait. Back up the damn train again. 
You say 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 this again. Yeah, there's a belief that Adam and Eve were in Agatha, <laughs> but personally, I don't. But if other people want to believe that, then you know I, I'm not even going to challenge it because right. I, I just find that view so interesting. I know a friend of mine certainly believes it. There's a good one, Mr. Morgan Roundtree. He's like, how can we really even know what Admiral Byrd experienced? Because here's the thing. His testimonies. But here's the thing, you know, what what you and I have talked about off air, and I love you for allowing me to to pick your brain the way I, way I do. Because here's the thing, Morgan. I, I've asked her about that expedition. I've asked her about the world, you know, the World War II German era, yada, yada, yada. And technically, she'll tell you over and over and over again, we got our asses handed to us. Okay? Now, this goes again, goes back with Project Paperclip. All of these, this, this, this Nazi German blah, blah, blah. We talk, talk for a second. Alima, fill, fill everybody in as to what happened. What actually happened. Well, uh, uh, yeah, Operation um, High Jump, you're asking me about, is it? Yeah, yeah we're it, saying, can we trust Admiral Byrd's statements? And did we really did we really win that war? No, right? We didn't. We got our asses handed to us. Yeah, and told not to come back again. <laughs> did you hear that? She almost, she almost laughed at that and told not to come back again. <laughs> So what did he, Elima? What, what did what did Admiral Byrd run? What did he encounter? Let me ask you that. Well, it is it, exactly what he said he did in his testimonies. You know, personally, I believe him. Because you know, someone doesn't get to the rank of admiral if they go around making things up. True, very true. Very true. Somebody also said something about Pleiadian birthday up in the chat. I want to. I want to just say shout out to her uh, as well, uh, Miss Alexa Jameson. She's also Pleiades. Um, but right there, Kristen. That's it. Miss Kristen said Pleiadian happy birthday. Um, want to say that that we know we know Elima as a Pleiadian space. What is it? A Pleiadian space monkey. Yeah. That's just a funny, but nevertheless. <clears throat> let's go over here to a, another picture here, Alima. Got a quite. Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm going to let you choose. You want that one? You want yes, well, that one? No, no, you just go and post it. Right there? Yeah. You yeah. want that one? Hang, that... Hang, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You, 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 you're excited. <laughs> hang on. Right. All right. Now, there we go. Sweet. Now now that everybody can see it. What are we looking at? Yeah, what we're looking at uh, is, is a pyramid. And uh, that is, is pyramid in, in the picture is on the ocean floor of the Bermuda Triangle. And uh, that is actually a vortex portal. So, so that's why uh, ships and aircraft disappear 
is because uh, the um, the Bermuda Triangle is run by the small greys, and they've put lithium plates on the ocean floor, which act as a battery, and that's why uh, planes and ships, you know, are drawn in to the vortex. And uh, the reason why they moved in is it because of the um, Philadelphia experiment nearby. So they were interested in observing it in 1947. Who built that pyramid, Luma? Uh, I don't know who would have built it. It it probably would have been either Plydean or um, Atlantean. It's you know, hard to tell from looking at a picture, but right. it, it's very likely to be one of those because they were both builders of pyramids. And because in Atlantis we had an empire, our empire occluded, you know, um, the Atlantic Ocean region. <clears throat> Elima, let me ask you this, because I, I, I know that you, you are drilled this time and time again. <clears throat> Pyramid in, in Antarctica, yes or no, there is one or there is not one? There's four, actually mm -hmm. on the surface of Atlantis. Antarctica. There is four pyramids on the continent of Antarctica. Yeah, above ground. Hmm. And they, they look like mountains, don't they? So they that's do. why not, not everyone believes that they're pyramids, <clears throat> but they are pyramids. You know, we're told we're we're told that we are uh, we're told by several people, different people, their belief we're on a flat plane, and the continent of the continent of Antarctica doesn't even exist. Now, shout out to my Australian friends because you know if 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 the continent of Antarctica does not exist, then then well, again, shout out to you. Everybody down there on uh, on the Australian <laughs> side of things. I I, I don't know, man. Elima, talk to me about why why such a big ass cover up. Why why such a big ass cover up? And anything to do with Antarctica? Anything to do with Antarctica? And the governments—they've all signed the treaty. Now, mind yeah. you, right? Yeah. Well, Antarctica is a place where you know they just want to be left alone by the public because you know all the scientific research military research you know ufo research now the last thing they want is the public interfering and you know trying to break into the bases because that's exactly what people would do you know like people who try and break into area 51 Right, you're talking about storming, storming Area 51. Let's find yeah. out what's on it. Oh, yeah, Larry's gonna. Right, I, I get it. Chuck McClellan says any information about Mount Chasta? Damn. Yeah, and now you're talking. Now you're cooking with butter, Chuck. 
Uh, well, I, I haven't been there, but of course, you know, I've heard of it. So, does I, I'm trying to read. So, you, you don't know anything about Mount Chasta? Well, of course I've heard of it, but I haven't been there. But, you know, to be honest, I thought this talk was going to be about portals and stargates. It is. So it that, is. That, that is what I'd prepared myself for. Okay. I'm just I'm just scrolling through the comments, asking questions here. Yeah, I know. Tell me how how these all right. Let's go back back up the train some more. And was the hole or um that the pyramid first? All right, we we first showed the the gate or the doorway in into a mountain or a base in Antarctica, but then we went to the pyramid. Were were the pyramids like let's say over in Egypt, okay, or even the ones in Antarctica? Are they are they uh, are they a portal? Are they vort? What what are they? Is it definition? Portals, no. The Antarctica pyramids are ancient temples. Because if you actually manage to go there and walk all the way around, you'd actually see a door. And if you were able to go through that door, you'd be inside a, a temple. So they were places of, for worship. Where 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 were the stargates at? Or were there no stargates there? No. No, were the, no not on the surface of Antarctica. The stargates and um, portals are underground. You know, we've uh, we've got them at the base underground. Alima the connection. Where do they go? Yeah, well, well it depends where you want to go. So say, for instance, you're at Antarctica Base 211 and you want to go to the base on Mars. Yeah, what you would do, you would punch in the coordinates and then go through the gates, you know, through the tunnel and you'd come out the other side on Mars. Literally like, like the movie, like the movie Stargate. Yeah. Yeah, any, any place that you need to go to, you know, planet or moon, or even just another place on Earth, you, you need to know the coordinates. So when Doctor Who, you know, says, uh, oh, I, oh, I need the coordinates, because sometimes the Time Lord said to him, we need you to go somewhere on our behalf. And he'd say, oh, well, sure, you know, just give me the coordinates. I'll punch them into the TARDIS and, I, and I'll go. So it is really like that in real life. <clears throat> Here's a question from Tammy Bottom, if you don't mind me asking. It says, according to scripture, Atlantia, it says, Atlantia will rise once again. I wonder, does that have anything to do with the melting of of Antarctica? No. I, no. No, the melting's to do with global warming. Global warming. They yeah. certainly know coordinates for Mars, says AJ. Yes, of course. Now, there's have, a lot of 
spices almost. Honey, have they have they like leaked this? Here, here's the thing: everything that that we're talking about, literally everything that we're talking about, they have like like um, diluted down the actuality of this shit existing, right? Like Portal, like like the movie Stargate SG One, right? What we're talking about, truly in our reality, is real. So yeah. when 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 you or I talk about it, we we believe it's real, or you know it's real. But my neighbor, however, on the other other on the other side of the street, he looks at it as just a movie. So he's seen the realism. You see what I'm saying? He sees the realism of it, but really doesn't buy it. He just buys it as, as buys the bullshit. Buys it as bullshit. At what point? Um, at what point are, are is humanity going to get the red pill, Elima? When are they really? When are they going to know that what we're talking about is not just fake? That's what I'm waiting for. Well, uh, the bad news is that the whole of mankind won't get a choice in not believing when it actually happens but that'll be at the end of the world when allegedly you know jesus comes for the second time along with the you know the aliens and with the help of the star seeds also to take uh, everyone off world you know to the new earth but i can't tell you when that's going to be because no one knows because apparently even the archangels aren't allowed to know when that's going to be right now you talk you told me or you talked uh, 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 with me that in in on the continent of antarctica there were again going back to the school okay going back to the school you got do you guys teach portal technology yes yeah we do what would be the curriculum walk me through walk me through this well the uh, the university of atlantis is actually short-term degree courses because if someone went to like a regular university I, th I believe like to do a degree would be roughly around three years is, is that right of what a degree in what in, a, in any subject okay you know say that, that they were going to do uh, go to like Harvard or uh, University of Cambridge or Oxford you know in England wouldn't a degree normally be three years I do believe so well, at our university, we're doing short-term degrees for one year. But uh, they have to actually live on the campus for the whole year. And so, we teach... Yeah, food and accommodation. So, yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah, there's various subjects, you know, such as time travel. And there's another one, like, in telekinesis. And we've got one like in German history. Yeah, there's lots of different, you know, subjects that they can do. 
but they do have to actually also pay for the course. So the cost is uh, equivalent to one thousand US dollars. That's so insane. For so they get the accommodation, and they also get all their meals included too. So actually, it's really cheap. That's very cheap. Yeah. I mean, I remember talking to Preston. Preston, I remember talking to Preston. Preston says, uh, "He's like, well, we're 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 gonna get you down to this. We're gonna get you down to the base, man." I remember, remember, remember that he's like, he's like he wants to eat so badly. Wanted to give me that. I'm like, no, I'm not signing the waiver. <laughs> I'm like, you know, uh, you guys also though we we teach ex we we teach terrestrial life down there as well, right? Am I am I right? What do you mean that humans can do? No, the I'm just, no, I'm talking non-humans as well. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, even the uh, the headmaster's an ET. He's a tall guy. Blowing blows my mind. Are you hearing what she's saying? Holy smokes! Uh, stargates to use a stargates. To, I'm I'm trying to ask her. Did they find? Ask her. Ask Lena if they found a portal in Iraq during the war and did the. I can't. I don't know. Yeah, Probably yeah, did the military season. Find one. I think I've even I think I've shared that with her that they found they did they found a portal. Um, I don't remember the name of the portal, but I think we talked a little bit about it, and the military had seized the portal. Um, you know, again the the antique the the antiquities that are over in Mesopotamia, and Iraq. Are exactly that kind of stuff. Portals, stargates, right? Mm. Are you with me? Yeah. That means, am I right on that one? We're talking portal technology, stargate technology? Yes. Yeah. Getting getting into the, the time slip. What the hell is a time slip? Yeah, well, what a time slip is, is that um, people uh, are in a place and then suddenly they're in a different time period. And um, one that I know about and I've actually visited is the one in Liverpool in England. And the actual location of the time slip is in a road called Bold Street. And, uh, you know, even people who didn't even know a time slip existed, they just were like walking down the street or like doing shopping in the street and they'd just find themselves in like the 1950s or even earlier. Uh, so there was actually a, there used to be a department store in Bold Street called Crips. But you know, then it closed down, and it um, it was replaced by a Waterstones bookshop, and even well, that's closed down now too. So, um, well, at the time, people uh, would uh, find themselves in Crips department store, and then and then they wouldn't even realise that the store no longer exists. <laughs> That almost sounds I, like a Mandela, of, uh, 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 yeah, Mandela effect. 
happening? They would think it was a real department store. And then they'd try and buy something, you know, and go to the checkout and try to pay for it. And then they'd find that they couldn't pay for it because you know, they'd give it over their credit card. Uh, but, and then they, the store didn't know what a credit card was. Or if they try and pay in cash, they couldn't because they'd have cash for, you know, now rather than the, the, the cash for the 1950s. So then they realised something funny was going on. <laughs> right. or, or they would go in the store and not buy anything, come out, and then suddenly the store would change to a Waterstones. Or they'd go in the Waterstones and then suddenly it was the Crips department store. So the reason why some people think that the time slip is happening is because under that road there's an electric uh, railway. So they think that the, uh, the electricity under the ground from the railway is actually causing the time slip, you know, above grounds. So there's actually quite a lot of time slips in other places too. You know, there, there's one in France. You know, there was two couples who went on holiday. They, they were doing a road trip in France. So and they hadn't even booked anywhere to stay. They were like playing it by ear. And then suddenly they saw a hotel. And they thought, oh, this looks nice. Let's see if they've got uh, any, you know, reservations. <laughs> so they drove up, went to the check-in this and discovered they was and you know and they stayed there a few nights and you know the bill came to something really silly you know it's like what you'd pay for a pizza rather than what you'd pay for a few days in a hotel with your meals included and then they noticed other funny things like what people were wearing and, you know like they were wearing what we would call period clothes. Alima, and, uh, this is interesting. Yeah, and then now, uh, because they liked it so much, and because it was so cheap, they tried to go back there the next year, and then they couldn't find it. It disappeared. I have a question for you, and, and this is not coming out of the chat. This is just me. My, you, you've got my brain smoking there. So are you literally telling me that I, let's just say, take it for instance, that I'm, uh, my wife and I, Matthew, my family, right? We, we jump in the van, we take off to go somewhere. And, and I see, I see a building. Now I'm, I'm literally, I'm asking you because this is the way it's presented. So I'm, we're taking out, I see a building, we're tired, we get a room. So the built number, number one, are you saying that the, the building that I'm seeing the room that I'm sleeping in, right, could be from another time period? Yes. Yeah, but you'd notice anyway that was some odd things about it. You know, <sighs> like what the people are wearing, you know, what they're talking about in their conversations, and also the cost of everything, you know, being very cheap. Or it could also work the other way around, where everything is very expensive because you travel to the future. 
Okay, you're the you're the time scientist girl. How the hell does that even remotely work? In this, I'm I'm serious. I'm asking you. You may not know the ins and the outs, but I'm just I'm. Or maybe you do. How does some shit like that even function or work in my matrix? How does that? How does that work? Oh, because there's believed that in certain places on Earth, there's something called a time bubble. And it's sort of like a portal that's got a force field around it. Except it's not a force field like in sci-fi movies that you can't access it. Because you know, like in the movies, they like might be walking through a desert or a forest and then they bump into something. And then they put their hand out and they can feel that there's like a wall there. And then they can't go through the wall. So it's not one like that that they can't go through. It's one that they can go through. So 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 that's how it works. So I'm literally going to see it. I'm going to see it in my reality. I'm going yeah. to actually interact with it in my reality. And then go back the next day or the next year or whatever and and it and it be gone. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That blows and my mind. The thing is, uh, some of these places can only be physically seen at certain times of the year. You know, uh, actually, like, you know, I was telling you that there's a portal in London. The bridge. Right, yeah, right, bridge. yes. Yeah, the, I, it, it was only yesterday, wasn't it, that you and I were having a private chat yes. about London, and that is one that that only appears on certain days of the year. This, sweetheart, this is literally mind-numbing. You know, no, you know that, right? I I've talked to a lot of people, and what you're saying, because again, you've experienced, you've. You literally said to me that I have experienced this, Matt. I just not even like how long ago went back into 1960, what, three, 61? This ain't fair, Elima. I want to participate. <laughs> I want to participate. Holy shit. Now, can you bring it, my question, can you bring anything tangible back with you out of curiosity let's say because you know that guy who went to a uh, alternative uh, earth and he brought back that album you know by the Beatles oh yeah 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 so he actually brought it back and you can actually listen to it on the internet I do remember this. Yeah, because he he went there to this alternative Earth, and he discovered that all four Beatles are still alive, and not only alive, but still making music, you know, recording albums, uh, uh, you know, being on stage, you know, doing gigs still. So since that guy got back, 
I wouldn't be surprised if they were making other albums too. Mr. Morgan, Mr. Morgan Roundtree says, I, I don't know if you can see this or not. It's coming up in the comments. Uh, Alima, what does the solstice have to do with portals? Uh, nothing. Nothing? But there is something similar to the summer solstice. Because what people get confused with is midsummer and the summer solstice. Well, the summer solstice in the northern hemisphere on Earth is either the 21st or the 22nd of June, whereas midsummer is the 24th of June, so the 25th of June. And the difference is midsummer is the fairy realm. So say someone walks through a... A fairy circle on Midsummer Eve or Midsummer Day, they could actually get kidnapped by the fairies. So that is a portal. But the summer solstice isn't. It, it's basically to do with astronomy. You know, when uh, the sun is like the longest day of the year. And then, you know, after that, the days get shorter, you know, until you get winter. Right. Alima, let's... Um, the hell is the name of that, that rock? Uh, hang on. Stonehenge. Stonehenge. Yes. What, the, what the hell is it? Is that a portal system or, or is that a no. ritualistic site? No, it was ritualistic. It was ritualistic. used by the Druids to celebrate the eight Celtic fire festivals. Okay. I'm I'm, I'm just I'm just asking. Um. Now, I'm I'm gonna come up in some time. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna speed up and just to where we are at right this moment, and and take you over to CERN. Are these guys? The Large Hadron Collider CERN, do you know if they are trying to create vortexes, portals, black holes? What the fuck are they doing? Yeah, they're doing all of those. All of that? Yes. All right, let me ask for the for everybody listening. <laughs> are, are, are they aware of what they're doing? You say yeah? Oh, yeah. No, they're doing it intentionally, yeah, not by accident. Second question. Do they know what the hell they're doing is safe or not safe? Oh, well, the, the, the thing is... Um, <laughs> Good question. The, the only way to find out is by doing it. That's great. That's I just mean, that's, perfect. When you're involved with science, you have to take risks because you, you, you don't know what's going to work and what isn't. I mean, like, if someone uh, builds a rocket to go into our space, they know it, it could explode. But they still have to do it because you can't worry about what might happen. You know, like that saying uh, uh, about crossing the road. I mean, you know that you could get run over. 
But you'd be in trouble if you couldn't cross the road because <laughs> right. you would you'd get run over. You, you, you'd never be able to go anywhere. Some things in life you just have to do. Everything's got a risk attached to it. Uh, I could uh, have a meal in a restaurant and get food poisoning, but if I was thinking, oh, well, I, I could get food poisoning, I, I'd never eat anything. It's just something that you've got to risk. I wish that I could find, and I think that you 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 tried to find it as well you sent me an image you sent me an image and i asked you i said miss salima can i share this and you're like yes yes you can share that and that was a now, now mind you people this this blew me away because this girl god love her she sent me a an, an image of a mausoleum or i'm sorry you know a uh what the hell was it it was, it was mausoleum right in the graveyard? Yeah. I, I believe you're referring to the Hannah Courtoy Museum at Brompton Cemetery in London. I, I'm like, what the hell are you sending me this for? And you're like, what do you think? You, she, she, she asked me, what do you think this is? I'm like, it's a fucking cemetery. She's like, but there's more to it than that. It's a time something or other. I'm like, I'm like, what? So she's got me for I swear to God, people, for at least at least a month or two of my life. I live by a big cemetery. I'm passing this cemetery and I'm really, really, really wondering. I wonder which one of these mausoleums is exactly that. I'm one I'm do you know that? You you corrupted me because I cannot even know drive by a cemetery now. Alima, without thinking there is something like that in the cemetery grounds. Well, there could well be. I'm serious. I'm I'm really interested now, more so in in these trying to like pinpoint in my reality different buildings that are that are there that are are that are there, but on a completely different timeline that is what I, I, I out of our entire conversations thus far that right there I'm like really 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 interested in that and it's not necessarily because um, I'm going to try to do some, some shady shit I'm just saying I think that it's cool that you can actually interact with it participate with it and bring something back tangible you see what I'm saying I, I blows my mind. How would I even remotely get close to something? I mean, what what would you look, what would you even look for, Alima? For real, how would you know that you're interacting what with something? About the Hannah Courtois Mausoleum is that it wasn't me who discovered it. I mean, people have been talking uh, for years about it, you know, being a time machine. But I hadn't like got round to actually going there myself, so it's not the same as me discovering a time machine. Right. It had been discovered years before I'd even been there myself, so I can't take credit for discovering a time machine in Brompton Cemetery. I can only take credit 
for the fact that I went there not as a, a lay person, but I went there on a mission for our time travel research team to actually go check it out, you know, and do my own observations. Right. So what I did, I went there with a, a Geiger counter because um, I wanted to know whether the radiation level was actually higher where the mausoleum is compared to, you know, the area around it. So uh, I actually physically placed the Geiger counter on all four walls. So, you know, I walked around all the four walls pressing the Geiger counter on it and it didn't register anything at all. And then, um, see, inside I could actually hear some a humming noise and it was like that there were angels inside uh, actually singing, but singing sort of very quietly. Oh my God, I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm speechless. I'm, spe I'm because I'm trying to suck this up. I'm like a sponge. I'm trying to get trying to. Feed. Would you guys like to talk to her? I'm just saying, if you would like to talk to Lima, ask her questions. Just please don't throw her under the bus, okay? Have a decent conversation with her. If you guys want to ask her questions, please, please, please call. We've got open lines to talk to her. Uh, I'll try to make things work. I don't know how well that it will work because there are times whenever I've tried to even text this girl and it not work. I'm just saying, it's just weird. Just saying. Open lines, you guys call her, talk to her, got questions, please. Just give her a shout out, holler at her, talk to her. Alima, where how would I know how would I know if I was to come into contact with one of these things, with one of these time slips? Would I know it upon um interacting with it, or would I be able to just like again seek and destroy, seek it out? Would I would how how the hell would you how would I know? Well, the, the thing is, you'd know like the other people found out. They just ended up in it and then saw some unusual things. You know, like what people were wearing, the price of things, and the fact it was there one minute and then gone the next. You know, like, for instance, the Liverpool one. I got a question. You said, all right, check this out. I'm going to throw a curveball at you, and I'm not even meaning to. I'm not, again, I'm not throwing you under the bus. Let's say you and I, husband and wife, walk into this thing. We walk into this diner or whatever. This We get a room, right? You said it could be there now. It could be there at one minute and then go on the next. What the hell would happen if it just, like, did its thing, right, vanished while you were participating with it? What the hell would happen to you? I've about that too. Huh? I've actually, I've wondered about that myself. I'm really wondering about it. Because I, they... I think what would happen is that you'd be stuck there until they allowed you to leave. Welcome to the Hotel California. 
right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You can check any time you like, but you can never leave. That's crazy shit right there, man. You can check in any time you want, but you can never leave. That's crazy. I, again, that, the moment you said that, I'm thinking, what would happen? What the hell would happen? Now, have you, you've had, you've had, a, tell us a little bit about your experience because, again, you're on my timeline. You're on my timeline at 2023. It is, it is June 23rd. Your time is June 24th. Yeah, June 24th, 2023. You experienced, I mean, you've experienced 1963 or 61, right? Yeah. Nineteen what? 61? 61. How long ago? Uh, just a few months ago. Yeah, I found myself in, in London in 1961. <laughs> Holy shit. I've got a button for that. I, I do. I've got a button for what you just said, and it's it's it's, it's literally it's a laugh. And then, and then a boom. Blows my mind, dude. How did, now, t tell us how that happened, Elena. Well, how, uh, how, I just uh, found myself there. But how? You was just walking down the street one day and then like into a completely different matrix. Yeah, I, I I believe that I was chosen to experience it because you know people know that I'm personally involved with time travel research. Right. Because and I know that I've got a particular interest in London. And a particular interest in the 1960s. I think really it was like a reward for me that I'd like earned the experience. You know, rather than rewarding me by giving me money, they rewarded me by giving me the, the experience. So, so do, do, do you want to know what I saw then? When, when I, I was do. There? Well, yes, that's it's yes. It blows my blows my mind. I mean, I've, I've not even yet asked you. I mean, I, we've talked for quite some time, and I, I still haven't asked you. Yes, what the hell did you get to experience? Well, uh, when I was there, it was in the month of October, so you know it was autumn. You know what you'd call the fall, right? You know what we called autumn. So the weather was still a bit chilly. And it was, uh, it had rained before I arrived, you know, because the, the ground was wet. But it wasn't raining when I was there because it stopped. But I noticed that it was still dark because normally October time, it would, by nine in the morning, it would be light. But it was still dark at nine in the morning. But you could tell that it was starting to get light, and by 9.30 it'd be, you know, completely daylight. So that, I noticed, was different. Uh, so the actual part of London I was in was um, Piccadilly Circus and Leicester Square. So um, I saw a Routemaster bus, and because, you know, I'm interested in buses and trains, uh, I decided I'd have a ride, you know, on a Routemaster bus, uh, you know, in 1961. So I went on the bus, 
and it was even more interesting because I was sitting towards the back of the bus, but on the back seats there was some time cops. Yeah, there were four of them. And they were being really irresponsible and they're like talking shop right in front of everyone on the bus, you know, about time travel. And, you know, I just said to them, what the hell do you think you're doing? You know, you're time cops, you're in a public place and surely, you know, people on the bus can hear you. So, you know, then, you know, they didn't challenge me because, you know, they didn't say, well, what, what the hell do you know? Because they realised that I too, you know, was time travelling. OK, I'm not a time cop, but they knew that I'm a time traveller. So then they just apologised to me. And then they, you know, they, they <laughs> shut up then. So anyway, so when I got off the bus, uh, I actually went into an office and, uh, you know, I asked them for a job there. So, you know, I, I went into a reception and, and uh, I asked for a job there. And they just said, um, well, okay, we're free to interview this, you this morning. You know, please take a seat. Holy and shit. Them. So um, I, I sat in reception and it was just like any other office where they've got tables and chairs and they've got magazines on the table for, you know, people to read. So I was looking through the magazines and they were uh, music, you know, magazines. So, you know, I was, you know, look, looking at them. But I was thinking, oh, I've got to find a newspaper because I want to see a newspaper with today's date on it and, you know, see what sort of articles are in the newspaper. But unfortunately, they didn't have one. Because, you know, when I got back, you know, one of my friends said to me, did you remember to find a newspaper? And I said, I did remember. <laughs> I couldn't find one, and uh, but I remember what people were wearing, you know, particularly the women. They right. were wearing uh, shift dresses, and uh, you know they also had those beehive hairdos. Because I remembered, oh, <coughs> while I'm here, uh, you know, I've got to. Uh, check out you know what, what they're wearing and remember right. when i home now what, so, what would happen Elena? how did you do in the job interview did you get the job that's what i was going to ask you yeah well what happened is it didn't happen because uh, a few minutes after i was sitting in reception waiting for you know the interview I ended up back in the present time. I disappeared. And the and the place probably never even existed, did it? Well, it, it, it might have existed in, in 1961. But the thing is, because I don't know the name of the office, I'm not able to Google it to check whether it really did exist in 1961. I'm going to share something with people 
I'm going to share something with everybody, and and it's it's really really an interesting it's, it's an interesting movie. I don't know if it was you, somebody told me to check out this movie, and I'd watched it a while back. I'd watched it a while back, but I really 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 never even thought that for a moment that that it possibly could even remotely be real. Okay, but after talking to you. After talking to you, knowing what you you know, knowing what you know, and and you know, pretty much, I guess, knowing you, I believe you. I trust you enough to where I I uh, can honestly say that you you've got my um, um, my interest peaked. So I want to share this with everybody else. The name of this movie, and I'm, I'm going to bring it up on a screen share with me to where I can show everybody. Uh, it, the name of this movie is called The 13th Floor. Do you remember that movie? Oh, yes. Yeah, I do. Actually, it probably was me who recommended it to you. Well, you asked me if I... Oh, here's the thing. I, I know about the movie. I've known... I've even known about the movie. The thing is, I've never even remotely thought back in the day that time slip time uh, uh, Larry Hawkins who's in the chat I, I've seen him drop a couple times that there's like time dilation patents we've got patents in the United States um, I'm, let me play I can play this but not have no sound um there's time dilation patents on what we're watching and what she's talking about from what Larry's shown. And it's like this guy goes back into like, just like Alima's talking about, She this guy uh, runs a quantum-based machine and has go, goes back into time, right? And uh, I guess gets caught up with this... Um, this girl or whatnot, some really, really sketchy shit. That's all I'll say. And next thing you know, uh, it comes back into the, the world that he's in now. And you're watching this. Again, if you've never seen The 13th Floor, what we're talking about, what she's talking about, it, a lot of what she's talking about will totally make sense. After, that is after you see that movie. Because again, going back into like nineteen sixty one, that's what we're looking at. We're we're literally wa we're watching it take place right now. I I just can't imagine though walking down the street like like you did, into like some little vortex, and bam! Next thing you know, you're you're from, you know, June twenty third, June twenty fourth, back into like for the fall of. 61. I mean, that, that again, Lima, that, that blows my mind. How often does this happen? Out of curiosity. Uh, well, it only happens to certain people. Now, why? Why is that fair? I want to do this. Why is that? Why is it? Why is this? Why? 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 Uh, I think the people are chosen because. Oh, so it's going to change their life. So say, for instance, no, someone hasn't heard of a time slip before. Mm -hmm. So and then it happens to them. 
then they write a book about it and publish it and then they become a famous author and then they get invited on your show and then they get invited on other podcasts and then they get invited to speak at conferences so so that's why they chose them because they end up, uh, you know, famous from it and educating the public about it. You know, providing they want to, because some people will experience something and they are going to keep it secret. They don't want to tell anyone. They might even not even want to tell their best friend. Well, no. Some of the stuff, we're, what we're talking about, what we're talking about, I, I assure you, I assure you, that those people that don't don't know me, I would probably tell tell all. I'd be like, I'd be like you. I'd be like, yo, bro, I went to like 1961, and I'm like, I, like, oh, play, play, I played some music here. I did this. I did. I would share my experience. I wouldn't be like uh, uh, somebody like Joe Schmo that's like, oh god, they're gonna think I'm crazy, and just keep it secret. I'm not like that. I would like. I I think that's a lot to do with why. I'm not. I'm not shared a lot because they already know. I am like an. I'm, my life is like an open door policy, and I share everything. I want my people. I want my people, and I want my people to share share with me. If they know, I want to know. If I know, I'm willing to share it with them as well. If you feel me. Yeah, that, but there's a, also a risk that not everyone's going to believe you, are, are they? Like, people uh, don't believe Admiral Byrd, or they don't right. believe Area 51 ex-employee whistleblowers. They they just say, oh, well, they, you know, they just want to be famous. So, they, you know, they're, they're making it all up. Or they might think that someone is got mental illness and they believe it to be true you know it's what the public call delusional right we're delusional Elima what we're talking about we're delusional but I'm 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 happy I'm happy being I'm happy being delusional aren't you I'm happy being me yeah but how many people want to block me on social media, which some do, because they don't believe me, then I'm fine. Right. I agree. I agree with that all wholeheartedly. It, so what it's called is um, cognitive dissonance. Uh, and what that means is that people are threatened by something that's outside of their comfort zone. So what they do is that they want to shut it out of their brain. And the way they shut it out of their brain is by shutting out the people who are also, you know, talking about it. So that's their way of coping with it. I agree. Totally. I totally agree with that. Let me share something with everybody. We're going to switch gears one more time. And that'd be this little image right here. She was really, really, really prompt. And she wanted me to, she definitely wanted me to share this one with you. I'm like, well, let me, let me, let me see what I can't do. So the little little image that she gave me, I'm like, I can't, there's no shit I can do with this. So I did some research and I got bigger images and I, I put them side by side, just the same way the image was that she sent me. 
Ilima, what about what are we looking at here? Yeah, what it is uh, on the left, you've actually got the remains of an ancient stargate in Portugal, and then what you've got on the right is a artist's impression of what it would have looked like, you know, when it was new and when it was actually in use. So it's like a before and after picture. I think I got a bigger one, I do believe. I think. Is this one? Is, is this it? This it? I think so. Yeah. There, there. I mean, I haven't actually personally been there. But, uh, and also I'll be honest with you, by saying I actually saw those uh, pictures on Facebook and saved them to my phone. But, uh, you know, the, the reason why I gave you the, the pictures is because there is a really fine example of an ancient stargate that you can actually see now. Mm. But you'll see it as it looks on the left, right. you know, not as it looks on the right. Let me see if I can't make this bigger. I, I, I want to, to get this bigger for them to see. Uh, so, are, uh, Alima, are they having a ritual? Is that what it is? They're, they're, or, or what? No, no, what it's not. They're actually preparing to enter the okay. Stargate. Now, okay. Let let me let me ask you: Was is something like that what happened to the mind? Again, now I I know we're, I might be beating off track, but please bear with me. Is it is this what happened to our our civilizations? Where the hell did they go? Because everybody asks, you know, did did they get taken away with ET? In all of these cycles, or what the hell happened to the Mayans, the Incans, the uh, the, the people from Peru? I mean, it, they had to have gone somewhere, Alima. Where well, did they no, go? their cultures on the surface of the earth died out because you know, but you know, it like went out of fashion because these days, thankfully. It's uncool to do human sacrifices, and their culture and religion was based on doing that. And so, once it went out of fashion, then the the religion went out of fashion. Because if something is a big part of your religion, and then it's non PC to to do that, then uh, then their religion dies out too. Otherwise, it'd still be uh, human sacrifices going on. Well, I mean, there are in the world, but no. it's not legal. Whereas back in the day, it was actually not just legal, but it was encouraged. And it was actually an honor to volunteer to be a victim, to be sacrificed to your gods. No, I had... So I yeah. Once that went out of fashion, then the religion couldn't continue. And also because of the church, you know, because the Roman Catholic Church in particular, um, the missionaries actually converted 
the pagans of South America to Christianity. So that was another reason why the Aztecs and Mayans died out as a culture because they became Christian. Right, right. Morgan Roundtree is like the Mayans. I mean, all, all of that, you know, again, I, I, I've been told from from people who have studied the Mayan culture exactly what you said. They have died. They have died out. Uh, they ran out of you know, that that specific culture supposedly supposedly ran out of resources to actually sustain the populace of of the culture of the society. So those that did not migrate. Right, those that did not migrate to other other sources, I guess, just died with the jungle. You know what I mean? But um, let's just for a second. But um, do you mind? I, let's see how much time we got. It's it's a it's a it's a buck twenty one right now. Um, I'm I'm not quite sure. I know it's early early in the morning for you. Um, you got coffee though, right? Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, we, you want to go grab a refill on coffee? You want to take uh, about three yeah. minutes? Are I'm you really good? Halfway through the one I made just okay. before we started. All right, I'm still sipping on the one I've got too. Uh, I, I'm literally blown away. No, nobody's called the show. Nobody has called you to talk to you. I'm in. I'm, I'm shocked. Come on, people. What are you doing? <laughs> No, no, it's it's fine if it's just you and me with people typing questions. They are, they are. They're definitely at, they're ask, asking questions here, but it, it's nice to have them talk to you. You know, yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Depends where they are in the world, because right. you know some accents are like a bit difficult to understand. So in in that way, it's actually better to have written questions. Oh, Alma! Al, Alma says, "Give me the number, Alma." I don't know where you're at, sweetheart, but I'll tell you what: the numbers, the numbers are in the description of the broadcast tonight, and and we've got the switch. The switchboard is any firm. We've got two two U.S. numbers. We've got. An Australian number, we've got a Canadian number, and we've also got a UK number, so we've got you covered. Um, I, uh, uh, Lima, I don't really know what other questions to ask you. I, I truly don't. I, my mind, I, and I, I, I'm full of them. Don't get me wrong, I'm full of them, but I don't. With you here, I can't. You watch, I guarantee to you. Like tomorrow, I'll be like. Damn it! I should have asked you that question. And you're like, oh, maybe it's right. What? Well, I know why? Why? Huh? We can talk about the London portal. I can show them that. I mean, I can share that if you don't mind. I, I will absolutely. A picture of it because it's the bridge that just magically appears. There's no pictures of it. I'm not. I'm not talking about the, the mausoleum in Brompton Cemetery. I'm talking about the King's Crossing Bridge. That's right. Hang on a second. It's called. It's called again the King, King's Cross. King's Path. King's Cross Bridge, London, Cross. London, UK. Let's take a look at this because she shared this with me today, and I'm like, what? I I I got a really good picture of it too. So let me let me bring this up. 
And um got a picture of the area of King's Cross, but you haven't I, got a picture of the actual portal. No, no, I don't have a I don't have a picture of the portal. Solid thing, you know, like that Stargate in Portugal. It's something that just appears, you know, like in magic. Alright. So let me get this a little bit all right, there we go. There we go. Bada boom, bada bing. Let me make this to where it'll fit. Alright. So the bridge, right? The bridge. Yeah. There's a portal you said is like on a back alley or some shit. Yes. In the King's Cross and Pancras area of London. And it only appears on certain days of the week. And even then, uh, it's even more limiting because it only appears between 11 p.m. at night and midnight. And it, it, it's what you would call a drawbridge. So it comes down and it, 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 if you walk on it, then uh, Queen Boudicca or Bodicea, you know, whichever you want to call her, who was, you know, Queen of the... I seen her, and uh, she's allegedly buried under St Pancras Station. She appears on the bridge, and she'll only let you cross it if you swear allegiance to her. This is real, right? Because this almost, dude. No, is that just a story or is this real? That's real. Do you want to know how I found out about it? I do. Yeah, what happened is, is that uh, I was in Westminster in London, and there's a big street there, which is like one of the main streets in the area called Victoria Street. So, uh, you know, I, I was walking down the street because I needed to buy something in the shop in the... Uh, in the cathedral there but uh, I was just about to turn into the courtyard to go into the shop and this guy stops me and he says to me oh hello nice to see you again do you remember me because we met here at the exact spot uh, a few years back and we had a brief conversation and I said oh yeah yeah actually I do remember you and, you know, we're doing the usual, you know, how are you, what you've been up to. And uh, he said to me, do you fancy a coffee? And I said, yeah, sure. So we went for a coffee, you know, in, in a cafe in uh, Victoria Street. And, you know, we were chatting about lots of different things, including the necklace that I was wearing. And he said, oh, I know what that is, you know, my sister's got one of those. And then just out of the blue, he started talking to me about the King's Cross portal, not even knowing that I was even interested in portals, stargates and time travel. And he, he said to me, He's got a female friend who actually experienced it. You know, she was in King's Cross and then it came down and then she walked across it. So, uh, you know, and then he, he gave me the details as far as 
you know, what she told him. So uh, that's how I found out about it. But he wasn't able to tell me which particular days it appears or uh, the alleyway that it appears in. You know, just that it, it is an alleyway, you know, in the area. And it, can, it only comes down between 11 p.m. and midnight. And it's uh, run by Queen Bodicea. And, you know, she challenges you, you know, on the bridge to see whether you're worthy or not to enter her, her realm. This... Uh, well, personally, I don't think she'd let me across. If I, I did, uh, was there, you know, at the right place at the right time. Alima, the... Uh... Uh, again, all of this, all of this sounds it, literally okay. I'm, I'm not, again, I'm not being disrespectful, but this all I, again, I even just dropped in in the chat the thirteenth floor of the movie, but all of this literally sounds video video gameish D and D unicorns pooping skittles. How how in in the world can we even remotely? try to because I've, I myself again I, I haven't experienced this I have not had the I have not had this experience but I would I've told you come and get me come and get me come and get me how do we even possibly remotely try to convince people that portals stargates time warp time dilation this shit exists how I mean other than just showing it well, um, there, there's people on, like, YouTube or on the Internet in general who, like, given their testimonies. Either they've personally experienced it or a friend of theirs has or, or they've, they've researched it. But the thing is, if people aren't going to believe something, they aren't going to believe something. You know, just like some people aren't going to believe in God. Right. It's the way people are. People uh, either believe in something or they don't. Chuck. And, you know, there's no point getting worked up about it and having a nervous breakdown over right. it. Right. I agree. Or, get, or getting so seriously depressed that you end up having to go to the doctors and um, get put on medication. You know, I, just, you know, I just have to accept that not everyone's going to believe because they, they're not ready to believe. I'm blown away that AJ has not called to talk to you. And the reason why is because she's Pleiadian. And and you you guys, I, I, I personally think you guys would hit it off. I'm I'm blown away that she's not called you and talked to you. I, not quite that urgent, says Matthew or says Mr. Morgan. I there's a question that um, let me think, let me see where that came from. Um, what is with all of the construction around? No, no, not that. Um, it had to do with the portal. Chuck, uh, Chuck says, any more information about Iraq? I was there in the early 90s, and I still can't explain the stuff that, that we saw and did there. 
Um, I, you know what, Chuck? I mean, I'm trying to, I'm trying to have, I'm having, a, I'm having a mind blip where I cannot even name. I don't know the name. This, the portal in Baghdad. That's what it was. It's outside of the city of Baghdad. Um, I cannot, for the life of me, remember the name. The portal, uh, the portal itself had a name, and I cannot remember it. I cannot remember the portals. AJ, can you please call in, share, share, share some stuff with with Alima here. Bounce, bounce some some stuff off of her. Um, please. I love you. Thank you. I'm gonna try again while while you do that. I'm gonna try try to rack my brain here and figure out what the hell um, the name of that portal is. Alima, question is is the time travel or the yeah the the dial uh, the, the time slip or dilation that you went in uh, back to 1963 is is that the only? Yeah. Exp- no, you, you say 63, it's because uh, that's when Doctor Who started, and that's when the Beatles started, and we were talking about Doctor Who and the Beatles. 61. Sorry. Have you had any more experiences via time slip? I mean, or is that the only one that you would have? Because when I actually visited the Liverpool time slip, it's um, it's lying dormant at the moment because the uh, the actual locations all boarded up because uh, uh, after the Crips department store closed down uh, and Waterstones is built there, Waterstones closed down that branch and another business hadn't yet moved in when I was there, so. For the slip to work, it's dependent on a business being on the spot. So people have to actually walk into the shop. So so that's why I didn't actually experience a time slip. I, I just was at the location where it happens. And then I you know, I investigated <coughs> why it's not working at the current time. Check, check, check this out. I'm going to try to get, I, I do believe this is AJ calling in. <clears throat> um, now I, I'm hoping, no, there's definitely going to be, there, babe, there's definitely going to be a delay from Australia to the UK. Recording started. Okay, so just, just be, be easy. But Alexa, can you hear, can you hear her? Via where you're at now? Thanks for letting me know. If she says something, I'll let you know. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Hello, Alima. Blessings to you. You too. Dun, dun, dun. It works. Thank you for, thank you for being on the show. It's, it's great to have these discussions. Oh, you're welcome, and thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate your time, too. <laughs> well, we have a lot in common. We have a lot in common. So um, it's time. The um, awakening is at a stage now where people are more receptive to um, to hearing what people have to say about it all. 
Yeah, yeah, that, that's right. Yeah, especially since we're in the age of Aquarius. Yes. So, I'm, I'm not far from Antarctica myself. <laughs> and um, I also know what goes on there as well because of my line of work. Um, so a lot will come out, but um, yeah, the um, I was wanting to ask you if you had much experience in the earth. Uh, yes and no. Uh, the reason I say that is because I'm the architect of the University of the Golden Pavilion in Shambhala. So I have involvement yes. from that point of view. But I'm not yet actually allowed to physically go to Shambhala. But, you know, I'm working on it. Because spiritually, I'm not yeah. yet, you know, as being yeah. high enough. Even though I'm 5D, I'm still not perfect enough to be allowed access to Shambhala. This this so is going to change very say. soon, though. Yeah, yeah. It it's going to change. The more um, the frequency shift happens, um, it's it's as you said, Gaia um, already has transcended to four D, which enabled us as humans and non humans to um, um, transition, ascend. So. Um, I have been honoured because I am Pleiadian. Um, my family's been with me since I was five. So I've been honoured to go to the inner cities and um, experience that for myself. Yeah. Also talking to, to some councils that visited inner earth for the time. Hello. My mic, my mic just come unplugged. Oh. <laughs> can, right. can you hear me? I can. Does she, she's still there, right? Because I'm like, I can, I can hear you. But like, yeah, I'm here. All right. AJ, did you, yeah. did you hear about me talking to Alima about the school of Atlantis? The university. Yes, the university, that's it. The university. Is that is actually above ground. That is not in inner earth. But the thing no, is, um, you're not. probably thinking, why the hell did you risk building a university above ground? You know, why didn't you make it underground? And the reason why we built it above ground is because it's cloaked. So therefore, yes. providing the tech doesn't go wrong, the public can't see it. They could be standing, you know, right next to it and still not be able to see it because it's cloaked. So that's why we that's decided right. to build it above ground. Yeah, I'm the architect of the University of Atlantis. So our first ever one was at the South Pole. And then a year later, 
we opened a, a campus at the North Pole. And also, mm. uh, we opened a campus in the Andromeda Galaxy on um, Silver Moon. So we've got three campuses. We don't have any current plans yeah. to build a fourth. Yeah. Well, my my relationship is directly with with um, the Pleiadians themselves and other other beings that are here. I mean, there's so many different that have been here to assist humanity at this time for different purposes. So, a lot of it is still compartmentalised for a reason, but. Um, some events are coming that will awaken people so the struggle won't be as, as deep as it has been experienced by those that have been awakened earlier um, they're, they're going to um, shift energetically and um, they're going to remember past lives, present lives they're going to suddenly see things that they thought they could you know, was right in front of them and they weren't aware um, and the military has used cloaking for God, years um, to hide what what they do. So because of um, agreements that were made. So I'm looking forward to the time when the truth is told and and people that were um, classified as conspiracy theorists or or nuts um, will suddenly be the ones that will share information and and be there for them. What we don't need is an I told you so. What we need is love and compassion for everybody. And um, I've been honoured in my experience, but um, it, it's come with burdens, as you know, Alima. So, but yeah. people need not be afraid of, of portals and um, their own abilities, um, and not not think so much with the mind, but think with the heart and um, within. And um, the connection is very strong and getting stronger now so thank you for being here Alima I I listened and I went yes 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 all the way through what you were saying it's oh, it's, it's so good hard. to hear someone else mention it I've been I've been talking about this stuff on Matrix Minds for a while and a bit of the the left wheel um and I've also got some other missions here that I'm connected to um and um sadly the last seven days they've they've found me and I'm actually getting um, voice to skull attacks right now so the last seven days have been a bit wild and woolly but I am protected I, I do have some pretty fierce armor placed upon me on the ships um, but the head is not protected so yeah I've been um, having some pretty tough experiences the last seven days but um, it's all happening and it's all working and I'm, I'm protected. So, yeah. Do you need the tribe to, like, take names and kick ass and chew bubble gum? Because we can definitely try to do that for you. <laughs> well, well, I've got a pretty good army um, with me. <laughs> um, I've got a pretty good army that's, that's defended me all this time, but they've, they've tracked me down and they realize what part of my mission is here to do. So... They can try. They're going to fail. Um, it's it's time. It's time. Miss Alma Byers says that she's got constant headaches. Yes. So she's she's obviously so, a TI. I'm not quite sure, but she's saying that. I, I'm going with I'm going with yeah. just that one comment. 
that she she's if she's here if she's in this chat she's obviously awakened into some degree so constant headaches uh, i'm gonna assume she's a ti yeah um because we are experiencing headaches from the ascension because things are really ramping up now for intentionally but i can tell the difference i can tell the clicking i can tell exactly what they're doing uh -huh. um but don't worry, I'm 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 protected. You you have no idea how protected I am. Um, the angelics last year made sure of that for probably this very reason. So yeah. But no, enough of that. So stargates and portals and all that good stuff, right? So stargates. Oh my God, you know, it's it's so exciting to to find stargates um, that have been hidden by cloaking, but also in inner earth as well. Guy is going to stretch and she's going to expose um, a lot of truths about this world and um, I'm I'm just looking forward to this this true awakening not not awareness awakening you're, you're going to see some shit you can't believe <laughs> may, may I squeeze mess for for Christopher Peebles may I squeeze in a question for Alima AJ. Yes. Yes. Uh, Christopher says, or really good, really good question. I think says uh, Alima, uh, if we made a a base on Andromeda or a, a college, right? How did how did Alima make the one on a, in Andromeda? That would that would require moving materials through say, uh, through space, through space by spaceships, stargates from Earth. How 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 do we have a bait? Uh... Well, no, no. What happened was is we used the materials already in the Andromeda galaxy. That's what I was going at. I, I really, truly, that's where my mind went. Is is we we used materials from that star system? Again, we we already know that the that the the universe is teeming with life. So, so, come on, Christopher. Come on, Christopher. We used we we used the same lumber that's in Australia to build the houses in Australia. We didn't just transport that shit to Australia. We we used the lumber in Australia. That's what I would say. <laughs> I'm just saying. Does it make sense? Come on. Um, oh wow! Well, uh, people don't know it yet. Australia is a very ancient land. It's it's um. It's wood, it's trees, it's energy, it's it's hidden, um, uh, what you call it, pyramids. It, it's all there. It's, Australia is quite an ancient land. You guys are quiet. You guys are scaring me. Why are you quiet? <laughs> you telepathic little <laughs> shits. Because here's the thing. She speaks. She speaks. <laughs> Through telep tep telepathy as well, all right. <laughs> oh my God, AJ, do you got? I, more? I can, I can, I can still hear energy. Yeah. Do Do yeah, you I'm have? Sorry. May I ask a question? I mean, please speak. Um. Yeah. Since you're Australian, living in Australia, uh, could you tell me? Is Ayers Rock a portal? 
Most definitely. So is Uluru. There's also some majestic portals in the Blue Mountains and in Gosford area as well that haven't haven't um they're they're treed over that they just look like mountains but they're actual pyramids. Um there is there is a lot to Australia that's that's um yet to be told but um our indigenous peoples know of the land of the serpent and um, some pretty fierce energy runs through Australia. Yeah, I thought... And I do believe that's why... I I do believe that's why they attacked humanity so much there in the last three years. Um, But they definitely tried to get to the elders. Um, They're still attacking them. Um, They want that bloodline, that knowing, that ancient history gone. Um, But they're not winning. The Aboriginals will will rise once more, as will the American Indians. Yeah, the Native Indians. Yeah. Do you happen to the, have um, the the entry that you showed with the um, the the I can't even think at the moment because his head is just splitting but you know the triangle entry into Antarctica I have been there through there through a placement ship um, and through other openings there as well that are are hidden but only Pleiadians or um, galactic beings with the right frequency can enter into Um, so my frequency can can um, I have to be careful because it can go. My ascension is advanced, and um, I I have to be careful because I can get into the sixth dimension, and I choose not to. <laughs> I I choose not to vaporize myself. So, um, yeah, it's it's an interesting thing, but the crystallization is happening more and more. Do you, um, do you have any idea, Alina, when the university will be known to the people? It already is, because my colleague is such is someone that uh, Matthew knows, Peyton Cottrell too. He actually publishes yep. books about our university. Oh, and about other things that we're doing too. And he sells them on Amazon USA and Amazon UK. Right. I meant more broadly, sort of, you know, like everyday discussion. <laughs> but um, uh, there is still, um, unless you know um, where to go and who to contact and what to look online for, it's, it's, it's still a little bit of a challenge. It's not complete disclosure, but I know that, I know that that's coming. Yeah. Well, also uh, myself and we post about it on Facebook and also on Telegram. I mean, I've been running mm. our Telegram group for three years now. Yeah. Um, Antarctica has now. Um, over, over the last year, I believe, now has Starlink. And I think with Starlink, um, that's going to change everything. And that actually had to be set up before the quantum came into it, the quantum of all things. 
and um, I know that there's an impending shutdown of the old internet of things um, and and that is coming. It's, it's not a fear campaign. It's, it's something that needs to fall so that the new quantum can, can begin. So I'm kind of watching it all. I've, I've also got some uh, knowledge um, of where I work, um, who I've worked for in the past as well as who I work for now and um, I know that things are um, rapidly getting prepared for that. So, um, yeah, and, and I know that that will impact the university down down in Antarctica as well. Mm. How, how, mm. How, how is that possible? Well, they're, they're setting up quantum... So the, the new, not the um, New World Order, they're setting up uh, what I believe um, is, is the New World. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to read comments, That's but I'm, listen, I'm, I'm listening to you. That's all I can say, Matt. But who's setting up the New World? Ask Alima. Alima, who's setting up the who's setting up this new world, this new Jerusalem? Um well I believe it, it the the um the Pleiadians are creating the New Jerusalem. <laughs> yes. Um well yes, um conglomerate, not just Pleiadian. Pleiadians Yeah, there's there's um, and is, is around. Yeah. 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 And I understand that Jesus you can't. With it, so. I, do, I do believe that you you can't possibly. This is this is design. This is this is divine design. And this has been planned for for centuries, millennia, for for this moment in time. And um. You can't destroy an old system and not have something in place. Humanity would just have a complete and utter meltdown. Yeah, sure. Lady, ladies, let me ask you something. So it... Let me, let me ask you. How are we all going to get from point A to said New Jerusalem? Are we going to get there via a ship? Or are we going to get there through one of these glorious portals or the stargates? How in the hell are we going to get there? Because I'm right. I'm like all for it, like I told you. Elena? Well, my understanding is going to be uh, via UFOs. There, you know, people will be transported there. Uh. So is this why, why, why is, is this why we're having dreams about being on ships and shit? Because I'm going to tell you right now, I have had a ship dream. Larry Hawkins has had a ship dream. Percy Littleton's had a, I've, I can name you at least five to five plus people that I know that have had ship type dreams. For a reason, intentional, purposeful, preparation, 
awakening because here you are a fractal, fractal. You exist elsewhere in different dimensions. You're here for a reason. You're not here just to sit on the couch and watch whatever. You're here to bring in the, the new energies and the new earth into, into, into real, into reality. It's time. What are we going to do about, out of curiosity, Elima? Uh, uh, well, I know he, what I do about my curiosity. I try and actually experience it firsthand. You know, and I, I can't obviously do everything, but where it's possible, I do it. You know, that's why I travel to 48 countries. Because, uh, okay, it's nice to read a history book or watch a documentary, but it's not the same as actually being there. You know, I've been to some amazing places on the planet, the Taj Mahal, the, you know, the pyramids in Egypt, uh, Niagara Falls, you know, and other places as well. Because I wanted you, to... You mentioned... Yeah. You mentioned yeah. um, cemeteries. There, there. Yeah. <laughs> cemeteries. Yeah. I went to um, Greyfriars Bobby in Edinburgh, the Friar, oh, yeah. there, yeah. and oh my God, that that was a dark place where um, there were there were some dark, dark entities, and occasionally they had to shut down the cemetery. And I, 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 I was brave. I had a, I had a night tour, and I was thrown from one room to the other. Um, because there was an old jail there that was pretty brutal. So yeah, I, I love what you're doing. And, and isn't it, don't you find it amazing, Alima, that the way showers, which are the ones that have, are having these experiences and can speak of it, have traveled all over the world. They've had this calling, you know. I, I went um, to um, Pompeii. I went to, and I time traveled there. I time sh I time shifted there. I went to the Vatican. That that wasn't good. <laughs> um, they they wanted me gone. Um, I, I too dark there. So yeah, all these well, places think... all over the world. Yes. Yeah, me too. So that's how I deal with my curiosity. Uh, I, I experience yeah. it and I mean, yeah. there's places Even, um, I have able to go to that I'd like to go to and the reason I haven't gone is because you know they're war zones but I, one day I'd like to go to Afghanistan I have I have been to Iraq um, in not so pleasant circumstances and the the energy and the power and I I came to understand very clearly why there was the war there yeah. Um, also, yeah. So. Not um, sweet. Okay. And ran as, as well one day. And America, see, Americans, a lot of Americans don't realise how important America is in all of this. It's just, it's so important um, in the awakening, and um, it, it, it was left, it was left to last, I think, for a reason because it. There was so much there that needed to be cleaned up. But um, um, people, you know, I have an affinity with America. I always have. They're my brothers, and and more than my brothers. 
Um, I have been there. I've travelled 16 cities. I've, you know, gone to some amazing places and, and made some amazing friendships. And um, the um, I'm very connected to the Native American Indians as Pleiadian. So, yeah, it's it's it's... It's just wonderful that, that we can actually talk about this and not have it behind doors and not, not make it a secret anymore, you know? I've been, I've been waiting for this my whole life, for this awakening. I have been waiting to run into this to tribe like you guys as well, okay? Because, uh, again, <laughs> back in the day, I'm like, I, here's the thing. 12, 12 years ago, 12 years ago, I'm driving down the road and we start talking... We start talking spaceships, higher vibrational things, orbs, blah 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 blah, pyramids, portals, shit. And I've had a, I, I'm like, so I started talking to a couple drivers, and they're like, oh yeah, well I believe in portals, did you? And it's all it took. Then the other, the other guys, oh yeah, well I believe in. Well, that's literally, man. We went from talking one hour, two hours per night, to talking the entire night. Okay, and I'm like blown away I I, I, I could hang, hang up the phone and they're on talk shoe they would still be talking the entire the entire night and the next morning I'd wake up these guys would share stories yeah. uh, and, and again that is how this broadcast got even started is one driver opened his mouth I can't remember which one it was that we started talking about portals and shit that was literally it. Portals. It was portals, angels, and uh, portals, angels, and miracles. I'm going. Wow, that's literally all it took. So yeah, anybody and everybody up here now. It happens for a reason. It's it's all I can say very very quickly because I know that you're running out of time, and I really want this to be Alina's show, and that's why I didn't phone in. Oh so early but um and and whoever is sending me healing thank you <laughs> um anyway so um i i would like to to know one day of alina's knowledge of the four quadrants and the archangels um and and um because they, they've played such an important role alina i've i was taken and and given some healing and some tools and equipment by the angelics um, last year. 8-8 eight, eight is always very much a upgrade for me. And, um, yeah, I just wanted to know of, of your um, knowledge of the archangels because I really do believe they have to come back into the conversation. You know, there's been so much... Um, twisting and turning of truths with between Yeshua and uh, Yahweh, and uh, you know who's who's God is which God and everything else. So I just was interested in your knowledge of the four quadrants and the the seven seals and um, the archangels. Well, when you say like the seven seals, I mean you, you're like referring to the prophecy in the Book of Revelations. Uh, I personally do believe that the end of the world is going to be like at like stated in the book of revelations so yeah i do believe in like the seven seals and the seven trumpets 
and I, I definitely believe in the existence of archangels and I've actually got personal experience of Archangel Gabriel because I, I've met him three times yeah I work uh, with Archangel Michael and the angelics yeah, now um, they transported something into my forehead last year um, and I'm still trying to figure out what, what the purpose of it is but um, they're, they're very real and very close to us and all I can say to people is, is if you just knew how much you are loved galactically um, and, and how, how everyone is, is supporting you um, in the realms to, to um, awaken at this time it is so so sacred what's happening I'm trying to figure someone out someone just sent me healing and I, I I don't know who or what but the attacks that, have stopped so thank you that would be Mr. that would be Michelle um, I thanked her in the yes. chat yeah um, I thank you it's been it's been pretty intense <laughs> Miss Mich Michelle a fine touch that's that's her name that's what she goes by all right Miss AJ you got any more questions I'm gonna wrap it up with Miss Alima here the both of you I'm no, glad you feel better Alima Alima it was a pleasure to talk with you today and um, blessings to you and yours um, it's 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 so good to to know um, and hear your your wisdom, and I thank you. Are you and uh, you're you're welcome to email me so we can stay in touch on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah. I my my um my journey is primarily as a as a non-human on this on this planet and. To help people with their ascension to um, provide healing through my voice um, which is why I don't text anyone as Matt knows I, I use my voice intentionally to, to spread healing and love and um, I've yeah I, I am aware of, of, of what you're doing and I, I thank you for it um, but uh, yeah mine is a Pleiadian journey um, and um, I'm here to um, assist with um, the ARC activations. Mm, great. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. My pleasure. All right, Miss AJ. I love you. I hope you, I do. I hope you get feeling better. And we'll, uh, we'll see what we can't do about um, uh, astrally taking care of some shit. Alima knows. Alima knows what I'm talking about. But they know. Um, the Pleiadians are, are with me, and um, I, I, um, I only let them control my experience so much. There's, there's a reason why um, I experience what I do, and I don't completely ever shut anything down. Um, if, if they can deal me with voice to skull mate you know my power they can get it back tenfold 
So good night, everybody. I love you all. Good night, AJ. Say something. Stop. Or I told you we're back on iHeartRadio, right? I told you we're like back on XM after like some months of me like we're, us not being there, uploading shit to them. Is like like next thing you know, I'm like, what do you mean our broadcast ain't going anywhere? Yeah, no. So so we're ju- just really funny how that works, isn't it? Deep state. And look, say something positive to everybody around the globe. Let me just crank this up a little bit and see. AJ, thank you, baby. Appreciate you. Come on, babe. Say it. Thank you Say so it. much. Stay, stay strong, my friends. You're about to experience some amazing things. Celebrate this time. Live your life. Love all. Be there for each other. Bye. <laughs> Thank you, AJ. Take care of yourself. Good night. I'm going to blow you the hell out of here. <laughs> Buckle up, babies. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> yeah, man. Miss Lima. Your turn, your turn, my friend. Alima Yasmin, your turn. Say something positive to everybody around the planet, hopefully even in another galaxy. Can they hear me? Alima, I want to know, can they hear me? Yes. Huh? Um, I'd like to um, say thank you very much for your time and for joining me and Matthew. And, you know, you, you guys are, you know, welcome to contact me. You know, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Telegram. And uh, do your research, you know, if you want to know more about portals and stargates. And if you've got the, the, the budget, then go and visit them. Well, just don't go through a vortex like the latest sub did, right? That suck. Alright, um, Alima, thank you again. Uh, I, I, You blew my mind today, tonight, with this, this time warp, time slip. And now, and now I'm going to be on the lookout for this time dilation, whatever the hell it was you just said. I'm really going to look, I'm telling you, you watch. Because I, I want it to happen. I, I, I think it's cool as hell. <laughs> And you tell all of our friends, please tell my friends down there in Antarctica and from another world, from another galaxy, tell them that the Matrix Minds and Matthew, I share my love and I I, I, I love each and every one of them. Okay? Please tell them that. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely pass on your message. All right. Take care of yourself, Alima. Now I'm going to go over here and switch to Zoom where you are. I do believe you're on Zoom, right? Yeah, you're on Zoom. Yeah, you and, and I connected uh, on Zoom right now. Yeah. All right, my friend, take care of yourself, and I will I will talk to you another day. And uh, another day, another way. Thank you again. Again, because it's really early where you're at, so I appreciate you just hanging out with me and talking. Okay? You're welcome. All right. Good night. Good night. Icky Dookie Brainiacs, we're going to head on over here to this listeners right here and say... <gasps> I hope you guys enjoyed this talk. I hope you just did this discussion. Can't flood. I didn't know. Kind of didn't know what the hell to ask her. Uh, shout out to everybody in the chat tonight. We're in the matrix. We're in the matrix. We're in the matrix. Yeah. Let's do this.
Egyptology. Yeah. 